You're listening to Passion Pod number 30 with Harry Lloyd. So, Harry Lloyd, you are an actor. You've just finished filming The Fear, a new Channel 4 drama. We've already seen you on our TV screens and things like Game of Thrones. We've also seen you in the cinema with The Iron Lady, the theatre recently, The Old Vic in The Duchess of Malfi. There's some pretty good gigs. Where did it start? Have you always done acting? Uh, yeah, basically. I, I was in my first... Actually, my first play, I think I was about five. We are in Chicken Licking. I was the tree that dropped the acorn on Chicken Licking. Kind of the biggest part, probably, of your career thus far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we've gone onwards and upwards since then. But yeah, I, from eight, especially, when I was in the first year at prep school, I got the lead part in the junior play, just because I think I was good at reading. And then, like anything when you're young, if someone says you're good at something, you like it. So I got encouraged, which was crucial. And then I was suddenly, you know, the actor at school. And then you go to the next school and you do a couple of little parts. And then you go to university and then you go to the real world. But it's all the same. You kind of work your way up in each different pond you find yourself in. But so did you ever question, though? Because obviously it's a career that can be quite challenging. Well, I mean, I'm super lucky for a start. I mean, first of all, I'm a guy. I think it's e- that's easier than me being a girl. I'm white and I'm posh. So, you know, I can live on period dramas if I wanted to. I haven't had to really struggle or fight very hard. I was kind of always expecting at some point someone to say, all right, you had your fun, now go and get a real job. But the reason I started doing it is not the reason I do it now. You know, I didn't think about that stuff when I was eight. I was just kind of showing off. I really liked it. And not much has changed. That, that, bit still, <laughs> that bit still is there. Yeah, so I left school and went to Oxford University, even though I thought about going to drama school, but I was kind of too scared to get off the academic conveyor belt, even though secretly I knew I wanted to be an actor. And actually, I already had an agent through a complete fluky as agent and there's also how do you get an agent basically you just need to fluke out at some point hang around until you fluke it and that's the only thing I could say about that good, good advice which is really unhelpful but I went to uni which I justified to myself which is true is that I was quite academic and if you can get into someone at Oxford I feel you really should and also that if I didn't go that geeky brainiac part of my brain would shrivel up and die because I wouldn't exercise it. But I was also at Oxford studying English literature, but, you know, always in the theatre and doing plays and... Sort of helped each other out, sort of... Um... Well, yeah, I thought they would more. If I'm honest, I don't think my degree helped my acting, really. I mean, I'm, I, of course, having had the education I've had, I've always been quite an analytical actor, and more and more you realise you need to throw it all away. You're not a storyteller as an actor. You know, the director tells the story. You just hit that moment and hit that moment and hit that moment, and they draw the line, and the audience of the people who join the dots you just supply some dots so actually it's interesting listening to you say that because you're saying it's something you've always known you wanted to do right but yet there was a stage in your life where you had to sort of push yourself went to university you did the degree yeah. all the while in your head you're thinking actually this is still niggling where me this is still what i want it wasn't do. even niggle i knew when i left university i was going to get on it i was too embarrassed to mention it to anyone i didn't want to stand up and be counted i was just going to quietly do it do you think that's often the case for people, though, that are doing something then that's a bit more... Yeah. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to justify it. You just go and get on with it. And afterwards, I was I really thought, well, I have this kind of agent, and I'll see if I can get a bit... I don't know the first thing about what you do. And I'd done a couple of tiny little TV parts from like people coming to my school, and big, but I, I really didn't feel like I'd done anything. And then, actually, I got dropped by that agent just when I left university. Good timing. And I was suddenly like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh, and then I thought, well... I'm not going to apply straight to drama school because I don't want to go to another institution. I didn't want to be 25 and then wake up and suddenly think, oh, right, this actually this is all nonsense. And in that year, I, then I managed to get this other agent through again, a bit of fluke. She's at Kurtz Brown, but she used to be with the other agent I had before. 
and I asked her for some advice, and then she ended up taking me on, and then I, you know, got a little bit in the bill, a bit in Holby City, and, you know, I was really excited to get these, like, felt like proper jobs that acted in, and then got that ITV thing, Bio Science, and that led straight to Robin Hood, and then suddenly I was in a contract for two years, and I had to, shit, I'm not going to go to drama school. But again, it was great, because you, no one could complain, I didn't have to fight very hard, that was very you didn't annoying. You did have to fight hard. I hear that, but a lot of what you do, it does take effort on your behalf to work hard, to make links with people or be open to it, do you think? It never feels like really hard work, if I'm really honest. It just doesn't. I don't work as hard as most people I know. The thing that makes you work the hardest is fear. Once you've got the part and you're aware that whatever happens in three weeks' time, I'm going to be on stage and people are going to be looking at me, or in three weeks' time, I'm going to be on camera and this will be immortalised forever... That's absolutely terrifying. So what do you do? You go and protect yourself. You run around. Whatever you got to do, you do it. Pick up your game. Yeah, and it's not a question that, well, I could sit and be lazy. And it's not the fact that I really want to succeed and be good. I just don't want to be bad. So it doesn't feel like you're being really good and noble. You're just trying to get by. Because you're doing, as an actor, you're always doing an impossible job. You're trying to convince people who know when they turn on the TV or turn up at the theatre that you uh, your name is in the programme, your name is Harry Lloyd, you are not this person, and I've got to convince you that I am. It's impossible. There's no way that it actually works. But somehow it kind of does, but you... Just but have it, to try really but hard. It, but you just have to yeah, really work at it. So get scared, I would say. And even now, when things are all going great and you read scripts, sometimes you think, oh, that's quite good. Yeah, I could do that part. Yeah, I could do that one. But look at this one. I could no way play that part. Look, this guy is uh, is high on mescaline and he's just been kicked out of a Young Offenders Institute and he's from Kansas. <laughs> Dude, I went to eat him. There's no way I could play that part. Yeah, that's the one I want. Because, I mean, that's the, that's the fun of it. And if you can pull that off, man, the high you get. And if one person can believe that I was that guy... I don't know what that is. I get challenge. That. It's a yeah, challenge, isn't it? That. Yeah. And also the fact that if you don't challenge yourself, you just get fat and lazy and you just get boring. And you can see those actors now when they're 40. And, you know, I'll be doing panto. I don't want to do panto. <laughs> um, so without wanting to tread on too sort of sensitive territory, when you were starting out as far as making a living from following your passion... Was that quite a challenge? Or were you, I guess, from the way that you were lucky with the jobs that you had? Well, when kind I of... got out of uni, I didn't have any money, and was living at my parents' house, and, you know, just work in the pub. What inspires you to do what you do? Ah, I don't know, I'm afraid. I don't know. But you t- love it? Yeah, of course. Boring, boring yeah, answer. Boring Give me a better answer. one. Well, it's kind, of, if I'm honest, it's kind of a boring question, actually. Anything can inspire you. The great thing about being an actor is that you... You know, you can do anything. I'd like to be an astronaut. I would like to be a physicist. I would like to build bridges. I would like to be a ballet dancer. I'm not going to do any of those things, but because I do this job, potentially I get to do all of them, which is great. And also the fact that I don't have to write these parts. People send you a script, and if you get the part, suddenly that's it. And your job is to geek out on that subject. And anything, if you look at it closely enough, is fascinating. Like last year, I got this script, which to begin with, I really didn't understand. You know, the Closer to the Moon, this lovely film with this stupid cast uh, set in Bucharest in the 50s and communism and all kinds of interesting things. I didn't know squat about it. And I found myself, before I was going out there, having just done Great Expectations when I geeked out all about kind of Regency London and we read this amazing book and all kinds of stuff and suddenly you put that to bed and someone goes right here's your new piece of homework and like anything it's just completely fascinating 
and actually and you get more and more bold as you get older and someone goes actually you've got to go and play this Italian immigrant and you think okay well I've got a couple of weeks uh, and I'm going to get paid for this job so I'm going to go to Sicily and it's partly a holiday and you can say that it's research and you know it's vaguely tax deductible which is wonderful <laughs> good accounting S- stay yeah, stay interested and then that, I guess the inspiration is being everything. inspired isn't it yeah, and I, I really do think and that's why I really like the fact that people come, come up with so much more interesting jobs for me than I could ever come up with for myself you know like the job I just did I wouldn't have ever picked myself for that so what was that is this channel four the four part drama called the fear and what was the part you were playing I was playing a gangster basically I'm a complete criminal I don't know it's quite about criminal drug dealing but it's it, but obviously it was completely fascinating looking into that it's not one of those things where you can actually you know become a gangster for a couple of months <laughs> which is a shame I, I would have loved to try tried your hardest but uh, it teaches you to be open to everything and then that makes you hopefully a more broader kind of person and that means you can be capable of playing even broader parts and every actor believes well actually I can play everything and then people look at you like no no dude you can play accountants and lawyers and that's it because that's what you look like and maybe I'm lucky that I've got a malleable face or what but I've played all kinds of you know I've played New York rent boys and Norwegian painters and you know, psychotic Italian jukes. And, and but it comes back to that thing of, you know, making sure you're doing what you're enjoying. That's the whole point of people doing stuff they love. Sometimes it's very easy to be led off track. Where... Well, I think the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And suddenly you think, well, actually, I don't need to try and take this job for the money and the glory. I've loved every job I've done since about 2008. Like, every one of them, regardless of how they've done. I'm not even sure how a lot of them have done. I don't care. I absolutely love doing them. And that that gives me a huge amount of confidence. And that makes you want to do it more. Why would I change that? And so when you read a script that you don't like, but there's potentially another reason to do it, and maybe that, you just know. And you think, well, maybe one day I'll have to take those ones. But right now I don't. And long may that last. I remember thinking when I was in Game of Thrones, uh, there was a day when we were filming in, in Malta, and this is just a sign of how ridiculously brilliant that show was. It's the presentation scene where Roger Allen has got to present me and my sister to the big, you know, to Carl Drago. And they suddenly, the night before, someone realised, hold on, he should be speaking in Dothraki, this made-up language, to talk to the savages, which some guy in California had won a competition to design the language and had designed a whole language. So they had sent him this introductory greeting and said, can you translate this into Dothraki? He'd emailed it back over. Roger had got it that morning and was learning this made-up language over breakfast. And they didn't even use it in the end. But the fact that they'd gone and done that to kind of abide by their own made-up rules and he stood up and was like, and I was just thinking, I don't care if anyone watches this. This is absolutely brilliant. I love it. And that gives you such a confidence but also it's a wonderful shield because then there are jobs I can imagine you doing when they're thinking I really hope people like this because if they don't what the hell am I doing here but if you're on a set going this this could never see the light of day like the film in Romania no one has seen it and you know hey I'm sure it will come out next year but if it doesn't if suddenly the negatives got burnt I would not regret doing it because of the time I had doing it and the people I met and what I learned and that just gives you such a good defence against all the nonsense of acting which is the big popularity contest of it which is a really scary weird part of it but if you can really love the doing of it then you're free from all that nonsense you can just keep having fun and people are paying you and it's great <laughs> why would you not i mean then uh, it's really so basic when you say it out loud it's just I like know, yes I, I would hate me <laughs> <laughs> 
because I, 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 yeah, it's really great. But I think it's very different. I think it's so, it's so good to have that realization, though, isn't it? Yeah, but like... it's lucky to get to, to get the jobs which make you feel like that because you could easily not, through no fault of my own, have gone my life had gone a different way, and not, you know, suddenly on your forty, you get a job like that. And they're, and they're few and far between and they're really special and then once you recognise them you think okay John, I want to be doing those ones but it's making it's going back to that thing of like it is really making your own luck a lot as well and I think that is part of it no you wrinkle your nose sorry <laughs> I, just, I see the nose that are wrinkled oh, yeah. um, but you know putting some bloody effort in a bit and it's easy when you love it yeah. But the point is, you've got a lot of time on your hands. You know what I've done today? <laughs> Very little. This is my big achievement. And I will feel that I've had like a really big... Really big achievement. And then you'll have days where it's not. And then you have days where, you know, you, you're running around and doing 12 different things. But, you know, so it's a, it's a different rhythm. You know, it is up and down. And Do you think that's the biggest challenge of it? Of being an actor? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was like I finished The Fear and then I ran off to America and I had this amazing kind of road trip adventure with some friends and then I went to LA and had all these lovely meetings and was kind of on fire for three weeks. And I was aware that, you know, when you finish a job, that's what I often do. I often book something and just go because you're aware that that next week suddenly all those people that you've seen every day are not around and actually no one needs you today. And like people have needed me every day, like many people have needed me every day for two months. And you feel important and you feel great and it seems to validate your wandering existence. And suddenly you start looking at your wandering existence and you think, oh, no one really needs me. And it feels weird. So you book a holiday or you book something or you get busy. You miss that adrenaline fueled. every second is mapped out for you. But you also think, okay, well I need to live at a slightly softer one and not feel that if I'm not living up there that I'm not... You often have this thing exactly, well I'm not doing as much as I can, I need to be doing more, it's such a competitive world. And you think, no, 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 no. What will really stand you out is when you walk into audition and you're relaxed. That's what sets you apart. Whether you walk into audition and you're tense and feeling you should be doing more, that's the natural kind of metabolism of every actor. And I would say, actually, a lot of self-employed people. Yeah, because, because you're always feeling guilty because you, everyone's aware you could always be doing more. But actually, to be doing not a huge amount and to be at peace with your own idleness is actually a huge important part of it but get your work done and turn up to the audition and actually be relaxed because you're trying to convince them that you're a human being and actors are often the opposite of a human being they're very tense and stressed and you can see them on screen acting and you're like stop it what are you doing just be a human being why is that so difficult well because there's a camera on me and all these people are poking me and I've got to hit this mark and it feels really weird throw all that away and just remember how to be a human being my last question probably would be if you could have given your, yourself advice when you started out what would you have given yourself? It's all going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Great, in a nutshell. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, my philosophy on that kind of stuff goes a bit like this. If you are currently vaguely content in the present moment, you can't really regret anything you've done because it's all led to here. And I don't wish that I'd had less downs and more ups. I've had loads of ups and I'm really all... And even the stuff that was I found tricky and times when I've not been happy, I wouldn't change any of that especially as an actor, when actually the more variety of things that you have felt in your life, it's all, it's all ammunition, isn't it? It's all useful. If I'd never been miserable, I couldn't have played half the parts I played. If I'd never been joyful, if I'd never been in love, if I'd never found something so funny in my stomach, all these things are really handy. And it's dangerous to look at life and trying to find somewhere to put it. But that's so often people do get frustrated when they, they're aware of all these contradictory, fascinating facets of life, but they don't know what to do with it. And that great thing about acting is it's a big bucket. You've always got somewhere to put that stuff. And sometimes that's why 
when you haven't got a job, your hands get itchy and you don't know what to do because you're receiving all the stimuli as usual. You don't know where to put it. It's, it's lovely to have somewhere to put it. You've been listening to Passion Pod number 30 with Harry Lloyd.